We've been told this story that if you check all the boxes, if you do all these great things, then you will be happy. But why do so many of us still feel unfulfilled? Welcome to Wealth and Liberty, where we give you the education, tools, and solutions to go from feeling unrewarded to becoming autonomous with three simple concepts to guide us. Identity, self-development, and financial control. Welcome back to the third part of our conversation on life insurance for military and veterans. It's not always the, the most fun conversation. Uh, so that's why I wanted to break it up a little bit. But I think you're going to, if you've been paying attention to the last two episodes, go listen to those first if you haven't. And, you know, start to really think about what, what does it mean f- for you? And you know, what's, what's the point of the cost? You know, what, what are the probabilities of it actually you know, happening? So that's kind of stuff we talk about today. I hope you are getting a lot from these conversations, but you know, got to have them. And the cool thing about our perspective is we don't think about it as death. It, it, that, that's, that's, a low, that's the one thing we know is going to happen. But the probability of it happening catastrophically is pretty low. So let's think about this all differently. So anyways, hope you enjoy the show. Take care. Because you know, just trying to be a one size fits all type type approach, which is kind of what the idea with the military is. You put on a uniform, just make sure everybody has the basics. And uh, it's like that you get that $15 cheap hammer <laughs> or whatever it costs, or $1,500. Uh, so strange. But uh, all right, any other, uh, what else we got, Scott? That was a good yeah, one. So I just want to, so uh, I guess the answer to that question, do veterans automatically get life insurance? The oh, sorry. They <laughs> Not automatically. qualify for VGLI. But they have the option for it, but they yeah. don't automatically just get right. it. Okay, good. Uh, now, I, sorry, I, I will caveat to that. The flip side is if you are career military and you're getting your retirement pension, you do automatically get the survivor benefits plan annuity. An annuity is like a life insurance. Um, that's an automatic enrollment. Again, it's optional. Uh, we'll get to that one on another show. But in that case, you're automatically enrolled. So if you didn't do anything, if you were career military, at least there would be some, some similar to a DI dependency indemnity compensation. You know, there is a payout to a spouse of 55% if something happens to the veteran. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll go a lot more depth in that one, of course. Yeah. Uh, so we've got two here that uh, may be a little bit subjective, but... Um, what is a good price for life insurance and what is the best life insurance for veterans? So I think obviously the good price, you talked about that a little earlier, Scott, when you're talking about something as critical as life insurance, I don't know that price is the only thing mm-hmm. you want to consider, but what is the best life insurance for veterans? I see a lot of commercials uh, when I used to be able to watch football before COVID, man, there was commercials for all kinds of companies. They, they mm-hmm. um, wrap themselves in the flag and they say, we'll, we'll take care of you. Are those good or are there other options for veterans? What are veterans looking for in life insurance? Well, for veterans specifically, it's like, who cares? I mean, it has nothing to do with you being a veteran anymore. You're a private citizen. Go into the free market and look. I mean, go to, go to, to talk to folks like us 
who are brokers who, who can understand the free market, know all the products and services, don't have just one product from our company. And because our company loves veterans the best, you know, our insurance is, is, is the best. You know, they're usually not going to just double price them or anything like that. But, you know, what's the flexibility? What's the control? What are the options you can have with it? And at the end of the day, if we're just looking for the cheapest thing, like now you can just go to websites and they'll spit out 50 companies and show you which one the, the cheapest is if you're just doing that. You know, if you have loyalty specific, specific companies just because you want to keep everything in one place, hey, you know, th those are what individual decisions are on how they, how they do it. But there is no such thing as a better life insurance for veterans. Now, active duty, Trevor, you could talk a little bit more about this. When you're active duty, there are some companies um, that have different, different stipulations on, you know, whether or not you're in combat, uh, whether or not you're in a, a high-risk job, whether or not you're traveling overseas. And, and some firms do take those risks uh, for people who are active duty. So you can get a little bit more than you would with uh, an SGLI. Um, sometimes though, it, actually most times, they, they'll let you qualify for it, but you're paying a lot higher prices. Like pilots are always paying like five times the amount, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, any any of those, you know, if you jump out of planes or fly planes and blow stuff up and dive, obviously those are inherently kind of risky uh, operations, um, which that also tends to make a lot of commercial insurers pretty um, apprehensive, I guess would be a good yeah. word. Uh, the one company that I'll mention that I like uh, because I work with a lot of guys in the special operations community, if you're still active duty and you're still deploying, uh, is Navy Mutual Aid. And the reason for that is because, A, they'll cover you. Um, you know, oh, you jump out of planes in the middle of the night and, <laughs> and blow stuff up. Yeah, okay, yeah, we'll still cover you. And then the other big thing with that is they don't have what's called a war clause, which basically states that if you're killed in an act of war, or, you know, training for war or whatever, they'll still pay the death benefit. So, you know, for the folks that are in those risky types of, of um, career positions, uh, I think that's like a good option for them while they're still active duty. I think that's kind of like, in my opinion, that's where their value proposition kind of fades out is once you've transitioned out, um, you know, that's not as attractive and an option anymore. Yeah. Okay. And, and um, I, I think uh, a, a lot of these other com companies also don't have a traditional war clause, which means you can have the insurance as long as you don't die in combat. Um, it, you know, they wouldn't pay out in that case. Some of the older companies, that was, that was the option, but the newer companies, they, they still understand the risk is, is a lot lower. And as long as you're not, again, not on orders or not in a high risk job when you're doing the application, they only underwrite you for your current risk status, right? Um, so, if, I mean, think about it. If you get insurance before you enter the military, you own it. It's yours. They're contractually obligated to pay out. If the next day you go become a Navy SEAL, and then the day after that you go downrange in Iraq, they can't change the cost. They can't take it away from you. They can't say they won't pay it. Life insurance, everybody thinks insurance companies are all the same when there's a you know, dispute on the claim, right? You get that a lot of time, you know, when you do a claim for car insurance, you know, very, you know, it's hard to get, you know how much you're gonna get, if they're gonna pay enough, are they gonna total it? Claims for um, 
for uh, you know homeowner stuff. You know they want to fight it and not have to pay too much. Look what's happening right now with all these riots and and stuff and the COVID, the shutdown, the lockdown. You know businesses had business insurance, but they weren't they they weren't allowed to take claims on them because the whole virus thing just wasn't a clause in 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 the contract. And so all these lawyers are coming in and suing the insurance companies because they're trying to get money for their clients and it's fight. It's just, it's just an absolute mess. Um, and I say all that because life insurance, for, I, I've never heard, especially not the companies I work with, um, never heard of a situation where they didn't just go, okay, right, sorry, here's the death certificate. Here's the check. You know, whether it comes in a, in a week or two, of course, you know, it just depends on the company and the processing, but you know, it's contractually, if there's a death certificate, Whoever the beneficiary is on that, that's why also you want to make sure you update your beneficiaries, especially if a divorce, uh, you, don't, you don't want to be a lot of, that happens. That happens a lot of military guys go through a divorce, forget to change that. And then they have a lot of their benefits and stuff going to an ex-wife. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I think those are some really good points. Well, we got any other ones? Uh, no. So I just want to, you guys are the smart guys. I want to make sure I, I get this right. So sure. uh, all these questions, they have been about term life insurance and uh, versions is, is one VGLI is one. And essentially you pay for the term uh, and when it's over, it's over. So uh, if you continue to live, <laughs> you've paid all that money for, for nothing uh, and you don't get anything out of it. Um, the thing I like about what you're doing there at VetWealth is that you're not asking like, what if you die tomorrow? You're asking like, what can we do to help you live your best life? Uh, right. And so for folks that are hearing this kind of stuff um, and they, they want to get more information about some of their other options, where do they need to go, Scott? What do they need to do? Um, you know, honestly, um, hit us up on LinkedIn. You know, that's a great place to, to communicate with us directly if you have questions. Um, and then, of course, you can go to our website where we've got uh, tons of information um, because yeah, you're right. It's about living your best life. The funny thing is about it, all this financial planning, life planning, retirement planning. The only thing we know is that, is that we're going to die. So, you know, let's not act surprised about that one and plan only from a catastrophic, you know, scenario, low probability, you know, scenario. Uh, it's, it's, it's you, we can just do so much better. And so, yeah, that's where we got tons of education. Um, whether it's on, on the, on the, on the SGLI, the, basically the military government life insurance, where the only, the only good scenario financially is if somebody dies early. Like, I just find that to be a bad answer. And so that's what the vast, that's the same approach the vast majority of financial advisors, coaches, insurance agents are told and taught how to use insurance for their clients. All just this whole worst case scenario. And it's just like, I'm sorry, but that's not going to happen. Why are we doing it this way? So I got so frustrated being in the industry and being told how to do it. And just the, 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 the ex, just the general expectations of anybody in personal finance about this is how you're supposed to do it. And it's just not true. There's so, especially with new technology and you know, people are living longer. There's more, there's more, even though we're in this crazy time, there's more wealth available right now than ever in the human history. There's more opportunity available than all of human history right now in this moment. And for those who want to grasp it, that's what we're about. Life insurance is a big part of it because it has to do with money. It also has to do with tax benefits. 
Most people don't understand that life insurance is a huge tax mitigation tool. So we'll talk about that on another show as well. But um, anyways, I, I think uh, we'll, we'll leave it there for now. Hey, but make sure if, if you got questions on any of these topics around military finance, uh, life, personal branding, I love talking about, you know, how do you go out and use the internet to get what you want? Uh, how do you leverage tools like LinkedIn? You know, how do you do modern wealth management using artificial intelligence? What is money really? Like, are we just making money to save it one day, pay taxes, pay fees, and hopefully use it one, you know, use it for income one day? Or do we want to use our money, use our personal capital to create opportunities for ourselves, to network, um, and, and to, you know, find ways to, to leverage your assets? Your asset might be up here, it might be a dollar, whatever it is. You know, the dollar is, is just a fake thing that we all made up. It's not really backed by anything technically, except for the fact that we all agreed to it. So, you know, understanding that, what it, what it really is, I, I think is a, is a huge shift of what we do differently. Because we think your opportunity for wealth comes, comes from here. It doesn't come from the money. Okay, the money is just a tool to get it there. And if we, if we start using it right, stores open like crazy so it's a heck of a lot of fun it's a lot more fun than going in to the financial planner like if you're going to the dentist and be like oh what am i screwing up why aren't my accounts growing more what are all these fees for it's just like no wonder people don't like going to financial fresh it's, it's a horrible uncomfortable experience financial advisor has to oversell because they can't guarantee anything but they have to act like they do oh i'll give you know, if you do eight percent a year that's impossible. That never happens. And we have no idea what the market's going to do. So just so many things that are wrong about the industry. It's not the individual advisor's fault. I was one of them. Trevor was one of them. We were just doing what we thought we were supposed to do until we realized this isn't helpful. It's really not helping people get what they want. It's helping them do, do the bare minimum and get through life and be a good citizen. In this day and age, especially right now, I hate seeing veterans who served our country are some of our best Americans kind of just get lost in the corporate shuffle of life when we need them out to be influential. We need them to be a part of that 1% so they can influence the rest of our country, especially right now, because uh, they need, we need to have voices and, and people who are known have influence. People who have money have influence. I'm not saying everybody go be a politician, but you know, we got to start doing something because our country's tearing herself apart. So it's funny how life insurance ties together with all this stuff, but it, but it really does. I mean, at the end of the day, this is the system we have to get through life. And we also have this opportunity now to really take a lot more control instead of just doing the status quo. So that's what we're about. Come visit us at usvetwealth.com. And uh, thanks for watching the show. Tell your friends. Share, share this on uh, uh, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever. Uh, we'd love to have you um, uh, um, ask us some questions and invite all your friends. But uh, we will leave it at that. Make sure you also check out our podcast, Wealth and Liberty. It's on all the podcast channels. And uh, we will see you next time. Thanks, guys. Take care. All right, see you. Thanks for listening to Wealth and Liberty and choosing to learn how to live an autonomous life. Please leave us a review on iTunes and share the show with a friend who you know needs to hear this message. Remember to subscribe at wealthandliberty.us and connect with me, Scott R. Tucker, on LinkedIn.